What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Sport Universe podcast. It's me, Brian, and I'm joined with Nick. What's going on, guys? All right, so um, similar to last week, we don't have a lot to talk about. I think this week's even worse. Uh, the first thing we wanted to talk about was what Donald Trump had to say yesterday with his phone call um, with the major commissioners of the sports leagues in America. The biggest thing, well, there's a couple big things. I'll first start off with what I thought was a pretty big thing when he said that he expects fans to be able to go back to arenas. Um, and he said August, September. Um, I personally looking at that, I thought that w- that's a ways away. But if you actually sit back and think about everything that needs to go into um, our lives and being able to get back into arenas, first off, medical experts have to say um, we're all safe to do that again. But not only that, you yourself have to be fine with actually sitting next to someone for two to three hours in an arena when right now we're scared to be even six feet close to each other. And for anyone that's been in an arena or a packed arena, you're sitting right on top of other people. Um, Just think about it. City Field, Yankee Stadium, Madison Square Garden. If it's packed, you're right on top of each other. Um, And just if I was to think about when I'm going to be... ready to actually go see a Mets game, let's say baseball comes back. August, September seems like the right time. Um, I don't know, Nick, do you have any opinions about that time period? Um, yeah, so basically I, I totally agree with you on the fact that it's going to come down what medical experts say is the right move. And I've said in the, in the past that I think Dr. Fauci, who is the head of the, you know, the head of the U.S. in, in infectious diseases, that he doesn't know exactly when, but he thinks this the is going to die off sometime over the summer. And, you know, it's, it's every week. We can't really say into the future. It's tough, especially from the medical field. You just got to go off of what the data tells you and, and go from there. And it's, it's a week by week type of thing. Um, second, and I think that Donald Trump definitely saying that, you know, August, September is a good time. I think he's definitely playing it safe there. It's yeah. a good idea. Uh, second of all, you, you know, beyond just the safety of it, beyond what the government should and should allow. I think it's going to come down to do Americans even feel safe going back? You know, yeah. even if there's there's no like put it in an analogy, for example, and I don't exactly want to compare it to this, but just uh, hear me out here. Uh, Post 9-11, right? Uh, terrible. Um, you know, p- p- a call across America. We were afraid to go back on, you know, obviously not we because we, we were just babies at that point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, U.S. citizens were afraid to go back on airplanes at that point, even though the U.S. had bumped up security and done what we could to make sure that never happened again. Um, you know, even even we might have the same stuff in place where we might have antivirals and vaccines ready to fight the disease at that point. But at the end of the day, do Americans feel safe going back into ballparks and crowded spaces and interacting with one another? Yeah, I think it's going to take a while for America to feel safe to do that again. Yeah, what I said in my reacts yesterday is like the world is going to be so different once this is done in like certain ways. Like, I don't think anyone's going to feel comfortable again being in like let's just say a a crowded subway car or something like that like luckily i don't have to go into the city but literally every morning that i was trying to get to nyu i was packed in with a bunch of people and looking back at that now i am astonished that that was even going on and i was fine with that because like the week before they decided to close schools that was still going on and then all all the repercussions happened and i'm thankful that i don't have to do that anymore but i know that there's still a lot of people going on subway cars, which still amazes me. Um, but yeah, I don't know when we're going to feel comfortable doing what we used to do at baseball games and football games and whatnot. Which yeah, is just going off what you said right there before we move on, 
Um, just to think about the subway cars, I just want like you to know, and for anybody listening to know, that at that time, it was still safe to go on subway cars, particularly because we were going off the best available data. Mm-hmm. And the best available data to, to the U.S. at that point was that you know, there wasn't a high risk to the U.S. citizens. You know, something like going on the subway cart wasn't a risk. You know, as we got more data in, as, as the disease spread and things changed, obviously it's not safe to do that now. Yeah. But just just know that if you were on a subway car before the CDC recommended that you shouldn't be, you know, you weren't putting yourself in some grave danger. You know, you you may have been, but, you know, we can't speculate on on everything, especially as, like, as as if you want to be smart and logical about it, as you know, doctors and, and mathematicians are, you, you gotta just go off the what you, what you can and not speculate. You gotta use logic and reason, and that's and that's one thing we did. Yeah, but just looking back on it, and if I had to do that now, I don't know. Um, but I think the next mm-hmm. thing that leads into our football segment, um, Donald Trump basically said that he expects football to start on time, which is great news. Um, if you think about his timetable of August to September, that makes sense because football really starts in September, at least games. So that leads us to our NFL segment. Uh, sure. Uh, going off what Brian said, obviously, looks like football will be on track. It all depends because he said Donald Trump. And again, when Donald Trump says these things, we have to understand that it's not in particular him saying it. He has a task force team, task force team for the coronavirus, which includes the likes of Dr. Fauci. And when he says these things, they're, they're, even though the media likes to tell you different, I'm telling you the truth here. The thing is, it's backed by Dr. Fauci and the people of the coronavirus team. I think whether you hate or like Donald Trump, to think that he's going into this blindly and just using 100% of opinion would, would be political suicide for him, also to be stupid. He's, he's going to follow what the medical professionals are telling him because that's you know beyond what's best for his campaign. That's what's best for America. So you know, don't don't speculate on something that isn't there, but... Him saying back, we're going to go back in August. Um, should as I as you know, me and Brian said, should let everyone to go watch the games. I'm assuming spring training or, or some you know uh, summer summer practices should be allowed at that point. Um, you know, just not huge crowds. You know, th- again, this is all assuming that the coronavirus will die down by then. Um, so that that's what we have going on there. Uh, so in terms of the NFL uh, news, we have two sets of news. Uh, so we have the free agency period which is still going on and we also have the draft i'm going to start off with the free agents uh not much going on this week in terms of free agents um basically two signings notable signings uh the bengals wound up releasing uh drake kirkpatrick a uh, longtime corner for the bengals as the bengals move into the new era without marvin lewis as their head coach they're starting to shed off some of the old pieces that were there uh, we'll probably see obviously beyond drake kirkpatrick we'll see andy dolan go as well uh, so we'll have to see where the Bengals go with, with Joe Burrow most likely going forward. And then uh, the Cowboys signed Alden Smith, which if you guys remember who Alden Smith was, uh, he hasn't played since 2015, although when he did play, he was a very good linebacker. Uh, but he's dealt with multiple uh, suspensions, and he's been in and out of the prison system. He's been charged with, with various crimes. Um, so, you know, if I, I always hope that people can go on a good straight path and figure themselves down the road. So I'm hoping that Alden Smith, uh, hopefully in Dallas, finds uh, some peace and, and doesn't get himself into trouble and can revitalize his career there. He's 30 now, so he obviously he's a little bit older. Um, we'll just have to see what's left in his tank. Um, on the secondary side of that, we have the NFL draft, which for it seems as we keep going forward that the NFL and 
Well, I would say it's more the NFL. It seems like the owners might want to push it back, but the NFL thinks that it's all right if they go ahead and go with the go ahead with the draft, whether it be all virtual or you know only the players and the commissioner essentially and central personnel are going to be allowed there. I personally think it'd be better if they did it virtually, um, for, for two reasons. Uh, number one, obviously, to reduce the risk of, of spread. Although if you have minimal people there, I think the, you're, you are uh, significantly reducing the spread with the event. But second of all, uh, you know, having an event televised, such as the NFL draft, and having people come into contact with each other, you know, even even that many, many amount of people, it does promote to Americans watching that oh, maybe it's safe if I go outside and, and talk to and go out and you know have have a, you know go go do what you normally do and uh, perpetuate the spread of the disease. Ultimately, we have to follow what the CDC says, as I've been saying. That's very important to what your, your health professions are saying. I think having an event like that, as of right now, may promote to people that it's okay, it's okay to go back to normal living, which I don't think is a good idea. Ultimately, I think it really doesn't make a difference whether you have the draft virtually or at there. I understand it's a big day for, for those people, but we've seen time and time again players choose to stay home with their families. And I think it, you, if a player has you know some family members that are significant to them, I think that means just as much as it does being up on the stage and having everyone there. Um, so I, you know, we'll have to see where they go with that. Uh, but the draft is right around the corner at this point. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to start, start breaking down some, uh, some mock drafts. I'm hoping the Giants can pick up Isaiah Simmons. Please don't mess this up, Gettleman. Uh, we'll see where the draft goes. And that's about all the NFL news for the day. Brian, do you have any comments, questions, concerns? Uh, no, I think I'll just go right into the basketball section. Um, so also not a lot in the basketball section, but. The biggest news from NBA or basketball in general was uh, the finalists for the 2020 Hall of Fame class were announced. I just had the article up. Okay, well, uh, the people that lead it, uh, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, um, but let me just get the names of everyone else and then I'll kind of dive a little bit deeper, I guess. I don't know. Um, So the big names, obviously, like I said, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, but there were... Seven other people inducted. Um, those names, why are they not here? Oh, this is great. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about them while that article loads. So, obviously, Kobe Bryant. Um, we all it was. Tr- it's uh, We all know what happened to Kobe Bryant, and it's really sad that the year he was inducted was the year that he uh, died, which is sad. Um, Tim Duncan. Kevin Garnett, obviously two great players, um, had outstanding careers, won championships, and this article is not loading. Um, do you want to go into the 2K tournament, and then I'll try and load this article? Uh, sure, so we'll switch over to 2K tournament, which was the second part of the NBA news for the day. Uh, so, obviously, with basketball not being available right now, and with the possibility of the season being canceled, which was what some of the news that was leaked, I don't know how much validity there is to it, and I don't think we should speculate on it, but it, it may seem that way with the fact that Donald Trump yesterday obviously did say that we may not be returned to stadiums until August. But obviously that doesn't mean – it doesn't really pertain to the fact can these leagues uh, go on without fans, so we'll have to see what happens there. But uh, in place of regular basketball, uh, the NBA has teamed up with 2K, which is the video game version of the NBA, uh, in order to uh, produce a tournament. Uh, video game tournament virtual. The players play each other in their homes, uh, play and play uh, through online. Uh, so in the tournament, 
uh, Kevin Durant, Derek Jones Jr. were the this is the first round, uh, and then you had they were versing each other. You had Montrell's Harrell versus uh, Demontis Sabonis, Devin Booker versus Michael Porter Jr., Donovan Mitchell versus Rui Hamutramara, uh, Haichi Mura. I always mess up that name. <laughs> uh, yeah, Trey Young versus Harrison Barnes, Zach Levine versus DeAndre Ayton, uh, Andre Drummond versus Demarcus Cousins, Hassan Whiteside versus Patrick Beverly. And that was the first round. Um, so, so they're still releasing uh, day by day uh, the games. Uh, however, I know for a fact that obviously these games have been played already. They don't rec- they don't produce them live. They record them and then they edit them as best as possible. I'm assuming the players probably curse and whatnot getting into the games. They probably have to edit that out. Um, so, uh, so so far, I believe Kevin Durant beat Derrick Jones Jr. Um, I know that Trey Young beat Harrison Barnes and DeAndre Ayton beat Zach Levine. Um, I think Patrick Beverly beat his son Whiteside. Uh, other than that, in terms of the 2K tournament, uh, a little news got leaked, which was kind of fun. A little, I don't know, a little funny story coming out of the 2K tournament. Uh, so if you guys don't know him, his name is Ronnie2K. He is basically the marketing director for the 2K video game. Uh, he promotes the game. He's kind of like in with the players. He's kind of like... You know, he's the connection between the game developers and the and like the NBA and customers in terms of like helping like social media team. You, you know, understand what I'm saying? Like the mark again, the marketing team. Uh, so he was live streaming the other day, and I guess he forgot to turn off his camera, and he began talking to I'm not sure who about Demarcus Cousins, and he basically said that uh, Demarcus Cousins is um, it was a curse word, <laughs> and he's basically. He's basically not a nice guy, <laughs> and he's, he's like he might just quit out of the game, you know, because he's such he could be such a, a an a hole sometimes. So, <laughs> um, it was kind of funny. He was like talking smack about Demarcus Cousins behind his back. I don't. I'm pretty sure Demarcus Cousins didn't respond or probably didn't even hear about it because mm-hmm. he doesn't. You know, Ronnie Two K. He's not really famous. It doesn't matter in any way. Besides, for the people who play Two K, mm-hmm. if you play Two K, you know how much this guy is hated because. Every year he, he says, oh, the game's going to be better, even though he has no part in making the game, right? Yeah. So there's no reason to be mad at him, but he's just a person to take it out of because he's the face of the game. So every year he, he comes on, on, he does live streams like, oh, next year's game's going to be better. And then it's so much worse every single year. People just hate him. And it's kind of funny that, you know, of all people, like how hated he is in the 2K community, that he's he, he comes out with this. And it's, just, it's really funny if you if you play 2K. <laughs> also going off that, um, there's been a... There's not much to say here, but there's been a lot of celebrities that have, like, hurt, uh, been, their reputation has been hurt a little bit because they've been doing these Instagram lives and they've just, like, spurred out stuff and they have no idea what, like, any repercussions that are going to come from that. But I got the article to load. So, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and um, there's 10-time WNBA All-Star Tamika Catchings, who played for the Indiana Fever. Some of these people I know, some of them I don't. Um, Kim Mulkey, who is a three-time women's NCAA champion with Baylor. Um, Barbara Stevens, who was a five-time Division II Coach of the Year at Bentley University. Uh, Eddie Sutton, who was a four-time NCAA, NCAA Coach of the Year. Um, and Nick, you might know who this is. It's a Rockets person, but Rudy Tomjanovich. You know who oh, um, I, I know who you're talking about. I always... Is- his name is so hard to pronounce. Rudy Tomjanovich, yeah. yeah. Um, very, very good player for the Rockets. Yeah, so he was a former Houston Rockets coach and a two-time title winner. So um, those are just the names. Obviously, 
there's certain people up there that I know more about. But once again, there's not much to talk about. So that's it for the basketball section. Is there any college stuff? Uh, no, not really any college stuff. Okay. Um, it's just a lot of draft news and, and you know, a lot of people speculating on where players are going to go. Mm. Uh, well, will Tua be back healthy? Where would J- Jalen Hurts land? A lot of quarterback talk. Uh, should be interesting yeah. once once it gets closer and closer to the date. Um, maybe we'll see a trade within the next couple weeks in terms of picks. I'm assuming we're definitely going to see some trades in in the top, I would say, top 10, top 15 picks. Mm. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. In college basketball, obviously not much. Ultimately, they decided that, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this last week, that uh, and the basketball players will not receive an extra year of eligibility yeah. as a result of the fact that they played most of their season, which kind of sucks. I know for Villanova, like it's really going to hurt us because just the way that everything's structured, uh, Sadiq Bay, who was really good uh, small forward, power forward. He's, he's like a small forward, but he has the hand. He's like handles of a guard. I think he's going to translate really well to the NBA with his ability to handle. He's like six eight. Obviously, you guys and Brian doesn't know who he is because you guys don't go to Villanova. You know, if you know you go to Villanova, you know who he is. But uh, he should translate well to the NBA. Should be a first round pick. It looks like JRE might leave. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who uh, another power forward for the Villanova. Um, I, I really liked watching him. I actually bought his jersey through DHgate, so I'm kind of sad to see him leave. But the reason I did buy his jersey because I figured he had the best chance of anybody on Villanova to go to the NBA. So I have a jersey that lasts me a while. But it, I'm going to be sad to see them go if they do decide to go. Um, so that's kind of like where we're transitioning now, like who's going to the NBA versus who's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also no baseball stuff, so I guess we'll just – go right into uh next coronavirus update which is which has been for the past two weeks our controversial topic and will continue to be yeah i mean what other controversial topic topic matters right now yeah. um you know it, nothing matters more than your health at the end of the day like if you're not healthy either mentally or physically and obviously that's different for everybody else what the definitions of healthy is because some people are born without limbs and and you know, their healthy is, is based on that. But, you know, when you become accustomed to a certain lifestyle and that gets ripped away from you unexpectedly, it's definitely it's mentally challenging. It can be physically challenging. Um, so, again, like, this is, a, this, in my opinion, this is the only controversial topic at the end of the day that matters right now. Definitely. Uh, going beyond that, uh, just an update of the situation. Uh, so, so far, we're at 305,000 cases in the U.S., with approximately 7,616 deaths. Obviously, these numbers are, are not 100% accurate as a majority reason uh, to, due to the fact that the disease is asymptomatic on top of the fact that we, we don't have the proper testing kits. Um, although we are getting a lot a lot better with that. Uh, we're almost at the point where we do have the amount of proper testing kits, and it's just a matter of get, getting people to get tested. Um, and ultimately, if you guys want to know the, the, what that breaks down to, so uh, 7,616 deaths and 304,826 uh, deaths, and that is uh, the number, uh, cases rather, and those are the numbers accurate to April 5th, uh, 2020, depending on when you guys are listening to this. Um, ultimately, that breaks down to about a 2.5 uh, mortality rate, which means that 2.5% of people who contract the disease in America have died. And again, I want you to remind you that that 2.5% is based off of people who went to the hospital and, and died and got, or people who got tested. There's, a lot, there's so many people that are asymptomatic that are not getting tested that are not factoring to that mortality rate. Um, so, uh, and that's like the overall glance of things, right? 
But if we're going to look at more specifically some updated news, uh, number one, uh, going off of that 2.5% mortality rate, a lot of good news this week, so just keep your ears open here. Uh, it's looking like the, the mortality rate of the disease is a lot lower than 25 or even some people, you know, there's some estimates based on preliminary research, just means what will really before this broke out and as, as it began to break out, we were going to see a mortality rate up to 5%, which in, is approximately 50 times deadlier than the flu. It's looking more like the death, the mortality rate slash death rate is going to fall somewhere between 0.1 and 1%. Uh, that's including, you know, roughly estimate estimation, a rough estimation of people who are asymptomatic, um, which is a good sign. Uh, you know, at its worst, it's looking like it's going to be 10 times deadlier than the flu, which is obviously not good. But not as bad as 50 times as deadly. It's going to produce a lot less deaths than hopefully um, even the projections and the models have shown. Uh, so obviously, as Dr. Fauci said last week, I think I may have talked about it. And based on the models, there could be upwards of 100 to 200,000 deaths. Um, hopefully, we don't reach those numbers in the models. You know, if the models are wrong, um, such as people that made the, the models, but it's great. It's a good thing if the models are wrong and we have less deaths than what they predict. And it's looking so far that we may have that may be a possibility. Um, just in New York yesterday, the amount of deaths uh, have have declined, which is a good sign. It seems that you know it's too, definitely too early to say that the the death rate or the, or the rate of the disease spread is falling. But any decrease in amount of deaths is a good sign. Uh, it's a good thing. Um, so that's that's another second part of the art of my update is the fact that we are seeing a decrease in cases and the amount. As of right now, it could spike up again. We really don't know. Again, day by day, we're going to have to monitor it using our best knowledge. Um, and third of all, it, you know, with with the fact that we are at three hundred and five thousand, uh, you know, CDC confirmed cases, uh, we're getting very, very close to the peak of the disease, which is a good sign. Um, you know, well, not necessarily a good sign because you don't want to have a peak, but if you're going to have a peak, the sooner the better, and, and you know, with less cases, the better. Um, so 305,000 CDC confirmed cases, and they are expecting anywhere between a million and two and 10 million people to get the case. So you got to remember again that a lot of the the cases are asymptomatic or, or non uh, uh, non certified cases, right? Because these people aren't getting tested because they're asymptomatic; they don't even know they have it. Um, can definitely contribute to the fact that we may have 10 million cases. So we really don't know how many people have it right now. But, you know, they're expecting somewhere around April 15th we will see the peak and then the decline, and hopefully that is the case. Um, so that's, you know, generally that's the update. A lot of, a lot of good news. Um, uh, it, it also in further news, uh, hydrochloroquine and remdesivir, um, which was uh, put into the media by Donald Trump, um, you know, and a lot of people were fighting him in, in the media, which I, I, talk, I sort of agreed with. I don't think Trump is the person to promote any sort of drug. He's not a doctor. Um, even though, even though he, he may be getting that advice from doctors, I don't think it's his job to, to pronounce that. I think it's Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci in particular, or anybody on the task force team that has some sort of medical background to give some sort of conclusion on what may be effective, effective versus what's not, even though that'd be a far stretch because they really shouldn't speculate or what's going to be effective. Um, however, to digress, uh, you know, the, the, this is the malaria drug that Trump had pushing in the news, uh, for a couple weeks. Um, the FDA approved it for emergency use only, meaning that if somebody's on their deathbed, um, they'll give them, they'll give them, you know, even though hydrochloroquine remdesivir, I just want to make this clear that uh, these two, they're antivirals, right? They're, and they're pretty effective with malaria. Obviously, they have their side effects and they're kind of their contraindicator, contraindicators, which means, you know, 
you know, some person has this sort of disease or this sort of condition, they shouldn't be using that uh, remdesivir and hydrochloroquine. Um, but more importantly, uh, you know, they're antivirals and they, they are decently effective at, at fighting malaria. And they have been they have been using it for the coronavirus. And so far, obviously, nothing too grand scale of randomized trials. But in anecdotal cases, which means we've heard from stories and various doctors who have who've been, got approved to use it on somebody's deathbed. And again, they're using it on somebody's deathbed because they're most likely going to die. You know, anything can nothing can really hurt them. You know, once they're dead, they're dead. You, you, when somebody's dead, you can't really hurt them any further, which is which is one of the things they teach us in, in emergency medicine, because obviously I'm trained to be an EMT, is that when you go to assist somebody, right, uh, if they're if you're giving CPR on somebody, they're most likely dead. So don't be scared. You, you can't do any worse. You, you can only really help them. Uh, so in this case, hydrochloroquine has shown to have some positive and some good results. It seems like it's helping people. Um, before it's produced for mass use for, against the coronavirus in the U.S., um, it definitely needs to go through more uh, trials. But uh, any good anecdotal news is good news. Um, and by, by the way, part of the reason, which was actually spent to be by my, my organic chemistry professor, uh, hydrochloroquine and resazivir, the reason they were uh, and Trump pushed it, and most likely doctors recommended that this could be a solution or a treatment rather uh, to coronavirus is because it's pretty easily made. It's not hard to make in a lab. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. So this could have some really good effects. This could be an antiviral that we're really looking at uh, in terms of what we, how we can treat people. So it's sort of like a Tamiflu for the flu. Um, you know, hopefully it does do well. I think there's going to be other antivirals obviously being tested and vaccines going to still be worked on. Um, it looks like we're transitioning to the point where we're going to start collecting antibodies, which if you guys know what antibodies are, basically your body produces cells that uh, that fight uh, viruses and diseases. They're called antibodies, and they, they, they remember how to fight uh, the coronavirus. So if they're going to remember how to fight the coronavirus, if you can extract them from one person and, you know, keep it very simple for you guys. You can extract those antibodies from one person and put it into another. Then that then that other person's body is going to have the right antibodies, the right uh, remembering cells to remember how to fight the coronavirus. So that could be an effective treatment. Uh, ultimately, we're, we're developing a lot of effective treatments, and we're, we're going further and further in the process. Um, we're seeing some good signs in terms of the spread, so that's a good another good sign. Uh, so again, a lot of good news. Um, other than that, obviously, news. Uh, uh, and then I'd say on sort of... I would say medium news going on from there. Uh, the CDC did recommend that you start wearing face masks or coverings while you're going outside. And essentially, I just want to make sure this is very clear. A couple things about using face masks and coverings. Uh, number one, they are not going to protect you from getting sick. They're going to protect you from getting other people sick. The reason that they're telling people to wear masks is, or face coverings is that it's an assumption that everyone's infected. You don't know who's infected because they're asymptomatic. Let's let's help slow the spread by helping by making you not spread it to somebody else. Obviously, with you not knowing that you you have it, um, so that would be the reason. Number two, uh, when you're using it, you know you don't want to rub your face. You know that completely depletes the purpose. When you put it on, put it on in, a, in as clean an environment as possible with your hands washed. Make sure your nose and your mouth are covered. And then when you dispose of it, do the same. You should clean your hands. You, you should really, you know, try to take it off in, in, a, in an environment where you're not going to spread it. Um, and number three, obviously, when you're taking it off, whether it may be gloves, whether it might be a face mask, make sure you dispose of it properly. Um, if you're going to take gloves off, uh, pull at, the, at the, t the top of the sleeve of one glove, pull it off, turn it inside out. Use the inside out glove to turn um, to turn to take off the other glove and essentially make a ball. Take that ball of glove. Obviously, 
it's hard to say. I'm not trained in, in teaching it, but if you guys want to look up a YouTube video, go ahead. But that's the general gist of it. You're going to create a ball with the glove. It's going to have a nice ball of glove, right? The dirty parts on the inside, the clean parts on the and the inside clean because it was touching your hands rather than the outside. It's going to be on the outside. You're going to take that ball. You're going to throw it out in the trash. Uh, same thing with face mask. You want it when you're taking it off, pull it away from your face and not just straight up or straight down. Pull it away from your face, take off ears, and then pull it. You know, you don't want any part of the outside of the mask to to get near your nasal passages or your eyes, whatever it might be. So you want to pull it away from your face as you're taking it off, and then obviously throw that out in the trash. I've seen tons of complaints, especially uh, where me and Brian live. The local police department and EMS are having big complaints. You know. Complaints by themselves and complaints by others that people are just throwing their masks and the gloves in the streets, which absolutely depletes the purpose of not spreading it because then you just have infected gloves and, and PPE everywhere, personal protective equipment everywhere. Uh, it, it really doesn't help anybody if, if it's just everywhere. Uh, so th those things are very important, uh, just as uh, just as important as actually wearing the gloves or the face mask, whatever it might be. Um, although I honestly think that you don't need gloves right now and the CDC really hasn't recommended it at the end of the day, whether you wear gloves, if you, definitely if your face is protected, whether you wear gloves or not, it really does not matter as long as you don't touch your, 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 uh, mucous membranes. Um, most importantly, most important thing as, as I've said it a million times, uh, is wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. It has such an, an important, um, effect on keeping everybody safe and, and keeping everybody healthy. Uh, it's really important to wash your hands. It, it washes away the germs in your fingers. And also washing them properly is really important. Um, essentially, in terms of length of how long you should be washing your hands, uh, it should be the length of, of about two happy birthday songs. It's a really easy for people, one to remember. And uh, when you're washing, you got to remember to get in between your fingers, your fingernails, um, the back of your hand. Those are very important places that are often missed, especially uh, around, around your thumb area that's often missed. Uh, so those are important places in washing your hands. Um, another thing in terms of helping your immune system be, be, uh, have, having a healthy immune system, uh, very important things you can do to have an, uh, healthy immune system are get proper exercise, get proper sleep and, and eat the right diet. Those are three really key factors in having a healthy immune system. Um, again, these are just general recommendations at the end of the day, make sure you contact the CD, make sure you go through the CDC and see what they're recommending. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, make sure you absolutely ask your, your healthcare professionals and your, your, your family. I think your family doctor is going to be a really useful resource for you. Uh, if you have any questions in terms of taking supplements or what you should be doing uh, in terms of where you live, um, definitely call them. I wouldn't go to your office right now. It just adds to the stress because a lot of people say, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, there's sick people there. That's where a lot of sicknesses get spread. I'm sure I'm not sure what the little, your your regular protocol is with your doctor, but I'm sure they'd prefer if you called right now and you left a message and they'll call you back when they can get back to you for them to ask you a question rather than coming for a visit uh, to make things less stressful for them and give them on, honestly less to take care of. So it's going to be really helpful for them. Um, so those are some, just some general points. Again, contact the C CDC's website, Con you know, look around for the CDC WHO and see what they're saying as well as your local healthcare professionals if you guys need advice there. Um, other than that, um, in terms of sports news, I, I, we didn't cover this before, uh, the Wimbledon got canceled as well as the Olympics, as you guys have known. But the Wimbledon, uh, obviously tennis tournament, um, ha hasn't been canceled since, um, I think I believe it was World War II. Yeah, I think that's which is Yeah, so it's just, it's a very surreal time just to think about Nothing in, in the world's history has really impacted the world, such as uh, the coronavirus, since World War II, which is horrific, uh, millions upon millions of deaths. And it's just kind of crazy that we're living in a time like this where it's just 
everything's just so out of whack right now. Um, you know, I'm praying for you, for everybody to stay happy and safe. I'm hoping this disease goes away as quickly as possible. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, especially about the coronavirus, obviously, I'm, I'm almost done with my EMT training and I'm pre-med. That's that's where my uh, expertise falls off. I'm definitely not a healthcare professional in terms of you know having extensive knowledge on this. I just I, I like to think that I have the knowledge to be able to read uh, websites from experts or articles rather from experts and be able to translate that information to you. Um, so I'm hoping you guys take that advice with a grain of salt, but also with the fact that you know hopefully I can help kind of bridge the gap between maybe what a doctor says you don't understand it, maybe I can help you understand what they're trying to say. Uh, and again, as I said, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, please feel free to contact me. Uh, Brian, do you have any comments, questions, concerns not yourself? That can, not that I can think of. All right. So uh, other than that, I believe that just about concludes our con- our podcast. But uh, before I head it back over to Brian, as I said, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, please feel free to contact me at nicholashorvath10 at yahoo.com. That's my email. You can contact me on my Instagram at nick.horvath. Or you can contact me on my Twitter at nickhorvath 61 um, again, stay safe, guys. Um, in terms of what I'm doing during the pandemic, to keep myself busy. I'm really getting into my cards collection because I do collect autograph memorabilia. So I've been ordering a lot of it online. I uh, just keep myself busy and like I don't know, open packs and stuff like that. It's it's a little bit of fun. I really should be saving my money because I got some big expenses with, such as medical school coming forward. So I should definitely be saving up for that. But um, you know, I'm, I've never been the one to really care about money. I just I just like to enjoy the things I enjoy. Um, Playing a lot of video games, doing my work. Uh, other than that, I haven't been doing too much. Definitely need to start going outside and getting more exercise and eating a little bit healthier. Two things that I need to focus on myself. That's one thing about doctors. I man, like we, we yeah, I want to say we because I like to submission myself as a doctor ten years down the line. But doctors are notorious for never following the advice that they give. They'll tell you to go eat healthy, but at the same time, they'll go eat a Big Mac because it not necessarily because they're like addicted to food or anything, but it's just like, oh, I have so much work to do and I just I don't want to have to like deal with healthy meals. So I will grab something quick, whether it's healthy or not, whatever it might be. So like, you know, doctors can be pretty bad at, at taking care of themselves, too. And I think it's just, you know, one of the things in the medical field that's really important is to take you can't help anybody else if you can't take care of yourself. You know, in terms of the coronavirus, if you're if you're super sick from the if you you have to try to avoid getting the coronavirus because if you get super sick by it, then you can't help the people you know in the hospital wherever it might whoever you might be. You can't help other people if you're sick yourself. So, um, my little spiel. Uh, other than that, again, stay safe. Uh, you know, don't be too bummed out by this. We're gonna get through this. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. I'm gonna hand it over to Brian. Thank you for listening. Um. Yeah. So, what what have I been doing? Um. I've been doing my work, working on the sport universe. Um, uh, I found 20-pound weights, so I've been using those um, for exercise. Other than that, I don't really – I guess that's it. Um, Passover, a Jewish holiday, is coming up on Wednesday. So for all the Jewish listeners, happy Passover. Um, It's a different different type of Passover this year, but – Still going on. Um, But other than that, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, If you have any comments, questions, you can DM us, I guess. Check out our videos on YouTube. I think we're at 343 subscribers, and we just passed 120,000 views. So that's exciting. Um, Other than that, that's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye.